This is Radio Taiwan International. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we'll have for you Hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao, status update with John and Shirley. But first up, Stash Butler and Leslie Liao are going to join me for Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, April 5th, uh, and we're coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. This is Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello. Stash Butler. Hello. And I am Andrew Ryan. If you're tuning in on radio, uh, today is magically Tuesday, April 6th. How did that happen? What? <laughs> How did you do that, Andrew? <laughs> I, uh, I did it with my magic wand. Uh, we're going to be talking about a variety of different topics today. Of course, we are going to start off with a serious topic. It is the news story that everybody is talking about here in Taiwan. And of course, that is the train crash from Friday. Uh, we're going to be telling you about how you can make some donations for the victims uh, and their families. We're also going to do a little rundown of things that happened over the weekend. Uh, we've had some uh, interesting experiences among the three of us. Mm. Uh, very varied experiences. Yeah. So we'll tell you a little bit about those. Uh, and then we have a story here about 13 stolen racing pigeons. That may not sound like a hard-hitting news story, <laughs> but we will right. tell you. It's not. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely riveting. I think, actually, these, this is a much more important story than maybe everybody is thinking it is. Those babies cost a lot. Oh, yeah. A ton of money. Really? Like, You'd be it, surprised there. <laughs> shocking I, I, I will, and I am. So Stash is going to bring us a story, and then Leslie and I are going to very carefully inform <laughs> him of how actually shocking it is. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> and then uh, we're also going to tell you uh, about how a Kaohsiung agency says that self-defense against monkeys <laughs> is now legal. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna and then uh, maybe we can all come up with scenarios for what kinds of monkey business might uh, have resulted in this. Yeah, um, we have the whole spectrum, and today's here in Taiwan. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start on a serious note. Um, course we're talking about the train accident that took place in Hualien on Friday um this is one of the worst train accidents that's happened in Taiwan's history uh I don't know about the two of you but when I heard about it I was just gutted when you hear things about this and especially when you start looking at the stories you know of the people that are impacted the individuals that were on the train it's really hard to kind of fathom how this could all have happened um, so we're, we're going to do our best in the next uh, couple of days to really try to piece together what happened, as I think authorities here in Taiwan are doing. When I first saw the news, I thought of the Puyuma train accident, which happened in uh, October of 2018, I believe it was, uh, which killed 18 people. And for me, when I saw that, I think the first thing that came to mind is that any of us could have been on that train. Um, and I say yeah. that about the Puyuma train. I say that about the Taroko train uh, that happened last Friday. Of course, 
this is these are two of the main trains that travel down the east coast of Taiwan. So if you're going anywhere in the entire eastern half of the island, chances are you will go on one of these trains. Yeah. Um, both of you have definitely been on on both of yeah, these trains yeah, yeah. before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, my roommate was planning on going back to Taidong this weekend. Fortunately, he changed his plans uh, before the weekend rolled around. He could have definitely have been on this train. Mm. Um, a friend's sister was on the train. Fortunately, she was fine. She and her daughter were in car number four, and they walked out of the tunnel. Um, of course, shaken, but feeling incredibly, you know, lucky and relieved to be, you know, have made it through that. So, of course... You know, as we start today's show, we want to say that we're definitely thinking about all the people who are affected. I think in Taiwan, even though it's a, a country of 24 million people, it still has a, a very small feel to it, to the effect that any one of us could have known somebody who was on that train. And, and indeed, I think the degree of separation when anything like this happens in Taiwan is actually very small. Yeah, definitely. I think people are in these very kind of tight-knit kind of groups where everyone knows someone. Yeah. Uh, today in here in Taiwan, we're not going to get into the details. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're trying to provide as, as best coverage within the news. So I would definitely encourage everybody to go back to our website, english.rti.org.tw. When we hear new things, we will definitely let you know. Um, and, uh, I think this week in Taiwan Insider, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be covering this story. Um, and we'll have some footage for you and we're going to, do our best to walk you through this uh, accident and try to make sense of what has happened. Uh, for today, no, uh, what I did want to do is I wanted to share a link with you. Uh, and actually, can one of you drop that into our uh, comments below the live feed? Uh, and that's a link to donations uh, for injured passengers and, of course, also for the families of the people who passed away in this crash. Uh, it's been opened up at um, the Zhonghua Postal Bank, which is Taiwan's um, post office bank. Um, and then the, also the Department of the Treasury under the Central Bank. And donations can be made through the end of the month. And you can find more information in this article that we're posting for you. Um, you can make donations at any bank, uh, any post office, and at convenience store kiosks uh, throughout Taiwan starting today on Monday. And for overseas donors, transfers can also be made to an account at Mega International Commercial Bank. And there's a link in the article from Focus Taiwan that we were posting. So we do want to encourage you to uh, check that out um, and uh, give if you feel inclined to do so. I know that the, uh, the people who are affected by this would definitely appreciate uh, anything that you can offer to that regard. Definitely thanks to, to everyone who has uh, reached out to us uh, to ask about this and to express their condolences. Um, I was actually very touched to see that people from all around the world were sending their condolences, the Dalai Lama, the Pope, uh, ambassadors, um, pretty much, you know, all of the, the main countries that Taiwan partners with. If yeah. I may, Andrew, actually, we got a condolence letter from a listener in Egypt, actually, mm. and this was not a, a QSL or anything. He was just 
legitimately sending us our condolences, and I'd like to read it right now. It's uh, sure. from Mohammed El Sayed, and he said, Friends, ladies and gentlemen, I hope everyone is well in Radio Taiwan International. The news of the train in Taiwan is very was very sad for us. Here in Egypt a while ago, there was also a train accident in Upper Egypt, and there were many deaths and injuries. I wish all the injured in the train accident in Taiwan a speedy recovery, and all condolences to all Taiwanese people for the victims. I wish everyone all best, all the best and happiness. Greetings to you in closing, mm. uh, Mohammed El Sayed. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for thinking of us uh, at a time like this. As a radio station, we do get a lot of uh, radio uh, letters from listeners, but this one really stood out to me because Mohammed was just very you know, yeah. kind and. You can feel that warmth coming yeah, through yeah, the yeah. words. Uh, Douglas Norris says, horrifying tragedy. My heart is with the victims and all the affected. Uh, we also have one here from... I'm sorry, I can't read this. Is that Xie Ying? Ni. Ni. Yeah. When my train stopped at that station, I couldn't stop my tears. I live in Hualien, and we welcome everyone to visit the beautiful city. So, yeah, that's that's a really hard thing to to kind of... Uh, process if, if you're from a place like Hualien, uh, where this has happened, yeah. uh, and where the last, you know, the last major train accident also occurred in Hualien. You know, it's a really uh, rugged part of the country. A lot of tunnels along that section. A lot of uh, cliffs. Yeah. Um. It's it's rough terrain. Mm. It's uh, it's v- very perilous terrain out there. And that's just one of the more alarming things because, like uh, Xiang Ni said, it's a very beautiful place. It's one of my favorite places in all of Taiwan. Yeah. And I like to go out there uh, as many times as you can. And it was a long weekend this week. Mm-hmm. So that really factored into just how impactful this accident was. And it was horrifying to read about. Yeah, you know, there's something about it being a four-day holiday weekend. It was the first day of the four days. You know, it was, it's, it was a 7, 16 a.m. train. You mm-hmm. know, it was the very first train out, you know, or one of the very first trains yeah. out, I think. You know, people thinking they were going to have a fun weekend. Um, you know, of course, the train was packed, uh, which is something you expect on a, a holiday weekend. Um you know, the fact that it's tomb sweeping weekend, I don't think is lost on anyone either. Mm. A normally somber time of the year for people is is now, you know, given a, a new level of meaning. So definitely we're, we're, we send all of our, you know, uh, condolences out. Our, our hearts are with all the people that were um, affected. We also have a comment here from Radha Krishna Pillai N. My heartfelt condolence. So thank you for that. As I said, we're going to be continuing to offer you coverage of this. We're also going to do our best to keep things light at moments. Um, You know, it's interesting on Twitter. I I tweeted last week after particularly hard news week saying sometimes when I see really stressful or, you know, traumatizing news, uh, things like this or things like the, you know, all the violence against Asian Americans, you know, part of me is like, I just want to shut down Twitter and never comment again. Mm. <laughs> or I maybe only want to like, just, you know, share the anger and kind of like vent on Twitter about things like this. Um, but you know, I love to, I love to share lighter things on Twitter. And so I actually asked in a tweet, I said, you know, should I, should I stop tweeting fun stories or mm. light things? Because, you know, out of respect for, you know, people who are, you know, hurting at this time mm. and people responded saying, no, actually we do need, timeline yeah. cleansers as well i think yeah. it's important for that kind of relief yeah so we are actually gonna 
pivot a little bit. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of music, and then we're going to bring the mood back up in the studio. Uh, I hope that's okay for you. Uh, we're gonna, we'll play a little bit longer piece of music. <laughs> Why not? And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll change things after we come back. very repetitive piece of music <laughs> it turns I out i didn't realize we had an extended version yeah. we were just like remixing it on the fly <laughs> no, that is the actual wiki original wiki song <laughs> that's the original song we just never play it long enough to oh, really hear the whole well, there thing you go. Right, there we go maybe Things someone you... start maybe there's lyrics later on we just oh haven't got goodness. this yeah someone just uh doing the ski scatting in the background <laughs> in taiwan <laughs> it's just Monday madness oh, i forgot yeah. i recorded this <laughs> i'm a recording artist I didn't remember it. How do these <laughs> things happen? Um, why don't we uh, transition into things that people did over the weekend? Uh, I know, Leslie, you were actually uh, involved in some family stuff over the weekend. Yeah, uh, we went to Taizong yesterday to do tomb sweeping. And mm. um, it was just run-of-the-mill stuff. Just this, the stuff you learn... Or I don't know, like the I don't know how much you know. I mean, Andrew, you probably know more about Taiwanese traditions than I do. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, uh, my grandpa, he passed away at a really young young age, around sixty, and he is uh, buried up in the mountains behind. Actually, get this, the uh, the TSMC Corp. Yeah, really. Oh, wow. So wow. Bef- yeah, before we uh, we drive up into the mountains where he's buried, we have to actually have to drive through the uh, the campus of Taiwan Semiconductor Corporation. <laughs> wow! And um, we did the whole thing. We had to sweep up the dust and the, that accumulates around. And my brother, I think he pruned a bush around there, <laughs> and then. And we prayed to two deities. One was uh, my grandpa himself, and the other we played. We prayed to the land of uh, the god of land, Tudigong. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. we brought and my uncle. He always does all the. Uh, the brings all the sacrifices so there's like eggs and then uh rice rice cakes and there's something called the sanxian okay so these are offerings you made to yeah. the deceased mm-hmm. yeah. to okay. the deceased mm-hmm. and then um sanxian is uh it's like three different types of meat so it's like the three favorite items of the gods and okay. in taiwan it's chicken pork and a fish uh it's not very vegan no yeah, no yeah um i don't know they do have they have vegetarian versions of that oh, really yes they do oh, okay interesting. it's actually a pineapple cake Oh yeah, yeah, baked into the shape of oh like, really pork oh, fish, right. okay. yeah, 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 fish, yeah. a pig, and chicken. It's fascinating. First time I saw it, okay. um, and we were extra careful this year because you know working in the news, you're up on a lot of current events. And I recently did a video on in central Taiwan, the firefighters out there are taking a beating because yeah. um, it, these these outdoor tomb sweeping events they entail a lot of, a lot of fire. In yeah. outdoor spaces, yeah, yeah. and um, so it's burning incense, it, burning incense, candles, paper, mo- paper Josh money paper. that yeah, are yeah, firecrackers yeah. given up to firecrackers given yeah. up to the gods, and uh, I think last month the the firefighters were dispatched like 133 some odd times Mm-mm. because there were fires at public cemeteries. So I was like really careful about it. Yeah, well, I think this is also too because we have a drought, right? So that it hasn't been a well. lot of rain, and I think that when you know you're you're facing a water shortage. You're also going to have a lot of uh, very, uh, I guess, dry uh, <laughs> shrubs and undergrowth. Yeah, shrubbery. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's no fire hydrants out there, so they have to truck in the water, and that's mm. even that's 
more resource intensive than it yeah. is to fight traditional fires traditionally. So you didn't start any fires. I would like to think I didn't. I was very careful. I was very careful because we had You're on the, the air to say you didn't. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> no fires. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I think that the one, the main thing uh, is the is the paper money that people uh, give as an offering so that their ancestors have money to spend in the afterlife, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so it's any kind of burning of offerings like that that I think are probably the biggest risk, yeah. bigger than uh, incense or candles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that because the, the joss paper actually gets into a like it's 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 a fire. It's a proper fire. Yeah, it's a proper fire. It's not kind of little sparks or anything. It's yeah, like, yeah. Um, incense is it's, it's kind of like it. It's very controlled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so a somber weekend of family stuff for you, Leslie. Pretty much. How about you, Stash? Did you get up to anything uh, exciting over the weekend? I went uh, for the first time to the Lean family mansion in Banqiao in sort of uh, New Taipei City, which is, which is really nice. Yeah. Very nice. I like those kind of old, um, you know, old buildings. Um, sadly, there aren't that many kind of in and around. I mean, there are in and around Taipei, but you kind of have to look for them. Um, and they're not all kind of open to the public. Yes. Mm. Kind of Japanese era or kind of pre-Japanese era buildings. Um, but this one was super cool. Uh, I hear that you did the... <laughs> The, vo- the voiceover, the, the voiceover, the audio. What, the, the, what do you call that? Like the kind of the guided tour, kind yeah. of self self guided tour. Yeah, yes. the audio tour. Did you hear him do that? I didn't do. Andrew, I didn't get it because I, you know, I'm, I'm like I can do my own tour. I take myself around. You don't need some bozo. <laughs> so yeah, I did this uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago. I don't, it's probably not my voice anymore, but really? I, I did hear somebody told me. Uh, after the fact that they wanted the, the the speed of the English to be the same as the Chinese. And you know, English is usually much more verbose than mm, Chinese yes. is. It's longer. Mm, yes. So they had to speed up my voice. So I'm just imagining like a Donald Duck version of myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the chipmunks. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Yeah. To um, but the house is cool. It's, uh, it's, when would you say it was built? Uh, I believe it was, it was, it's kind of actually the Qing dynasty period. So just before, yeah. So in the, I think it was the 1870s, if I remember, that was what mm-hmm. I, the video was saying, uh, when I was looking at the kind of information, mm. um, and, and yeah, I mean, obviously bits of it have been redone and stuff, mm. um, kind of restored, uh, but but yeah, so it's it's a really cool kind of old old building basically. Very well, fun. Kind of more like not even a building, more like kind of area, a camp oh. kind of little. It's a huge campus. Yeah, kind they're of like very rich. Kind of yeah, the Lin family. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> well, there's two, aren't there? Because there's there's two Lin families. Confusingly, yes. I bet we wish they had different names. There's, <laughs> a, there's a lot of Lins, though. I gotta say, don't ask me which one is which. I don't yeah, know the difference. Know. Which Lin was it? Yes. So I got up to some fun stuff. I, I took an art class. Oh. I did some acrylics, yeah, with uh, blowing with a straw. That was kind of fun. What did you have you got? Wow. Can we see any of the results? Oh, is no, this an original? An original Andrew Ryan picture. Yeah. Picture a blue ocean. Ooh. Maybe I'll make that the cover of today's show. <laughs> nice. Um, also, uh, I discovered some eucalyptus trees in the middle of Taipei, which I thought was kind of fun. Eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? I I didn't. I Where? was like, that's a eucalyptus tree, and I like smelled one of the leaves, and I was like, yes, it is. Where are they? They're along. Uh, Zhongxiao Donglu Zhongxiao East Road right in central Taipei smack dab Uh, in the middle any koalas? I didn't see any koalas okay just making sure not interested not Um, interested (laughs) <laughs> at any rate we have two uh, animal stories to squeeze into the next uh, three and a half minutes <laughs> oh, okay th- are you ready i think we can fit those in let's yeah let's do it all right i'll read quickly do it. i'll try to laugh <laughs> all 
All right, Stash, you start with whichever one you want to start with. I've got the pigeons. I've got 13 stolen racing pigeons. Police last week recovered 13 stolen racing pigeons within 14 hours, which is a very specific number as training intensifies ahead of spring competitions. 13 in 14 hours? 13, that's almost one an hour, Andrew. <laughs> That's an excellent rate of pigeon recovery. So if you're imagining the uh, feed the birds scene from, uh, yeah. what, what was that? A Mary Poppins. Yeah, Mary Poppins. Uh, these are not the same pigeons. I no. promise you, these are special pigeons I mean, that are very expensive. To me, they look the same, though, to be honest. Yeah, they They're, probably... Um, the breed is called Homer pigeons. Homer? Homer's... Uh, yeah, homing yeah. pigeons? Homer's, Simpson. Homer's. Racing Homer, sorry. <laughs> as in Simpsons, as in Simpsons. Precisely. It's a very... It's a very uh, it's a very intensive thing, man. You have no idea. Like you, you're laughing at this now, but I've <laughs> yeah. had, I've had true story. I've had friends tell me uh, her dad is really into pigeon racing, and really? he breeded pigeons, and he did it on the roof of the house. And <laughs> her mom got really sick of it. She's I like, bet. "You either get rid of the pigeons or buy us a new house." It's me or the pigeons. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's us or the pigeons. Get rid of the pigeons or get rid of me. And guess, <laughs> and guess what happened? She, he, he got rid of her. No, he bought an. Oh. Entire new oh, house. I was say, sorry. <laughs> he bought an entire new house to house them in, the and pigeons. then he, he was. What, did he move the family or the pigeons? <laughs> I think he moved. He moved the family no. because, because all the pigeon like, apparatus. Right, get were out! There. Yeah, get yeah. out! He's like, this is me and the pigeons. <laughs> so they were originally in one of those like like little huts on stools on, on the yeah, rooftop. Yeah, yeah. And he actually brought them down inside the house, like no, no, uh, no. watching He's, TV and stuff. He still has the roof. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, top. maybe happy pigeons make good racers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, keep, keep him pleased. But here's the insane part. Do you want to know how like how people That's, would That wasn't the insane <laughs> part. No, that wasn't the insane part. Do you want to know how they how they like uh how these pigeon thieves would would find them? Tell uh, me. Yes. They go along <laughs> so like pigeon thieves they'll scout out uh the pigeon race trail. And then on the day of the race that they know of, they're going to stand on the roof with giant nets. No. <laughs> yeah. They stand on the roof with giant nets and try and catch them as they pass by. Oh my god. I'm shocked. Yeah, it's just I mean Yo, this is a really serious business because these pigeons can reach up. To, if you have a really, really good pigeon, it goes up to like two, three million new Taiwan dollars, which is hundreds of, hundreds of thousands. For the pigeon. For the pigeon itself. But the races, how much can you win in one of those races? It's like millions of US dollars. Yeah. Really? Yes. I was shocked. I oh saw this thing on the, the uh, Discovery Channel, maybe. Or maybe it was the Animal Planet. Yeah. But they were talking about pigeon racing in Taiwan and how lucrative it is. And I was like, I want yeah, to I'm in the wrong business. I'm going to drop everything. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's so competitive, Stash. You, you don't want any part of that. Okay. You uh, don't want any part of it. There might be some dark edges to this industry, too. Yeah. I there might uh, be. This kind of trafficking yeah. pigeons. Yeah. Uh, they, they take it very seriously. There's like an official guy who like who can tell the wind. So, oh. like, he can tell you the wind and which way it's going, whether that's conducive <laughs> to your pigeon. And then people will be like, okay, I have uh, I have uh, a pigeon that's good for going against wind, and I have to go, go on a pigeon who goes with the wind. And it's, it's, wow. it's insane. This is just incredible. Yeah. I, I found it so funny. Do you want to um, bounce on over to monkeys? Uh, monkeys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is the one story just, I've been waiting for. <laughs> I've been waiting this story. Self-defense against monkeys legal, Kaohsiung Agency. This is according uh, to the Kaohsiung Agriculture, Al- Agriculture Bureau. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, this news comes. This happens. So this new, this story is about incidents that are happening at the same university that I actually did a video on in oh. in Kaohsiung in in south southern Taiwan. They've yes. got a real macaque problem. I the, think this is the one where the macaque was sitting in a desk yeah. chair. Yeah, exactly. Like sitting in a desk chair. <laughs> so staring at a computer screen with ennui in his eyes. Yeah, and then so <laughs> this this there was a student who um who was 
walking around campus of this this university carrying a BB gun for self defense. Uh, and then the Kaohsiung Agriculture Bureau had to wade in because people were kind of complaining and they said, this did not contravene the Wildlife Conservation Act. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I see? I just see this, I see like a macaque in a cast in a courtroom and then there's a lawyer there. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. my client's rights were clearly and flagrantly violated. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing 12 angry monkeys. I, yeah. 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 I mean, they can, yeah, when they're kind of in, in, yeah. So the video shows another student being chased by two foremost macaques while carrying a bag with food. And she, she subsequently surrendered the bag to the monkeys who ran away with the food. <laughs> it's like, this is a real thing. Oh my I had a friend actually get, uh, yeah, like she, she she described sitting at the top of Taroko Gorge, and then like they're, they're, these monkeys were like chasing these people, you know, chasing people for food, and they were laughing. And then this, she said, they were sitting on this sort of statue, and this monkey kind of locked eyes with her from about twenty meters away, and she was like, "Oh no, oh yeah, that's what that's what happens." Oh lordy, coming! You've oh. come to the wrong neighborhood with yeah. that food. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, so apparently this, you're you're fine to carry a BB gun. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We should be saying that on the. I'm air. not sure. I don't, I'm not sure. Why I like I want to know which lawyer figured this out. Yeah, or like what, I don't know. what legal precedence there is I for that. Know. I don't know, guys. A BB yeah. gun. I mean, oh. I think. I think. Yeah. I, I would. We're not saying. Please do not fire guns at, at animals, animals. Generally speaking. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us for here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Sash Butler. Stay tuned for more on RTI. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week on this show, we take a look at some of the trending internet topics here in Taiwan. Whether we're talking about social media trends on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, or if we're just looking at a really popular online news story, this is the place you're going to find out how netizens in Taiwan think. Anyway, on to our topic this week, which concerns the Suez Canal in Egypt. Now, that might seem a long way off from Taiwan, but if you've been following the news, then you'll know a tanker called the Ever Given actually got stuck in the Suez Canal, blocking off 9.6 billion US dollars worth of goods for every day was stuck. Now, you might be asking, what does that have to do with Taiwan? Well, funny you should ask, because that's the topic of this week's Hashtag Taiwan. The biggest story this week is the Suez Canal. Now, for those of you going, Suez Canal? What happened at the Suez Canal? What's the Suez Canal? Then I'm comfortable saying you don't watch the news. Here's what happened. A skyscraper-sized ship called the Ever Given veered sideways while traversing the Suez Canal. It got stuck and clogged a major trade artery for six days. It was estimated that the world lost 9.6 billion US dollars in trade volume for every day the ship was stuck. Now, some of you might be wondering what a ship stuck in Egypt has to do with Taiwan, and I'll tell you. It's Japanese-owned, Taiwanese-operated, registered in Panama, and piloted by an Indian crew. <laughs> I feel bad for the lawyer who needs to figure out who's responsible. You probably already know that the ship is no longer stuck. My source, isTheShipStillStuck.com, says the Ever Given was stuck for 6 days, 3 hours, and 38 minutes, costing about 59 billion US dollars in trade. Now, losing 59 billion of anything is no laughing matter. But when it comes to setups for jokes, this may be the best one ever given. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be here 
all week, don't forget to tip your waiters. NPR reporter Camilla Dominowski tweeted asking for stupid ideas to solve the problem. For example, she proposed getting many helicopters to lift to one end of the boat. Others jumped in with impractical ideas, like shoving a giant cotton swab up the canal, using industrial-grade lubricant, or putting a ramp over the Ever Given to let other ships jump over it. Then pop culture came to the rescue with people taking ideas from Disney, Godzilla, and cartoons to solve the problem. Other internet users, however, took comfort in the fact that they weren't the ones that clogged the canal. The Higgs boat Swain tweeted, Good news for today. Whatever happens, at least you're not the guy who got his boat stuck in the Suez Canal and broke maritime shipping. And another meme says, you may make mistakes, but at least they're usually not we can see your mistake from space bad. But the strangest part about this whole ordeal is how much people related to a ship stuck in a canal. A bunch of images of builders trying to dislodge the ever given surfaced, and people began using those images as metaphors to comment on their own work ethic and well-being. For example, here the giant ship is labeled the incessant crushing weight of existence. Next to it is a tiny tractor labeled drinking exactly two beers. You might think that people were relieved when the ship started moving again, but no, actually people were sad to see it go. New memes are constantly surfacing. The last three weeks have been really eventful, but for those who need a refresher, have a look at this meme. It says, Taiwan in 1971. We left the UN and are very sad. However, Taiwan in 2021 is more like we have TSMC and yummy pineapples. Love salmon and block the Suez Canal. What a difference 30 years makes. Can you imagine where Taiwan will be in the next 30 years? We're going to be blocking off space canals, tell you what. All the way up in outer space. Now, as far as inspiration for memes go, you got to admit, that one's a little more creative. But then again, that's just the nature of the internet, right? You never know what next thing will spark the big trend in meme making. Certainly, I never thought that a giant container ship getting stuck in one of the world's largest and most important trade arteries in the entire world would be something that called all the internet users around the world to arms to really make fun and have fun with the situation. But here I am reporting it to you on an episode of Hashtag Taiwan. This really gets me thinking, what's going to come next for Hashtag? Taiwan. What next odd piece of news is going to spark another episode of Hashtag Taiwan that's just going to make me go, huh, while writing it? Anyway, guys, as always, check out Taiwan Insider, which is the show Hashtag Taiwan is a part of. We produce it here at Radio Taiwan International every week, and it comes out usually on Thursdays. You can find it on Facebook at facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. There's no space between Taiwan and Insider. Or you can go to our YouTube channel at RTI English for other interesting news features. Anyway, guys, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trias. And I'm Stash Butler. Okay, so this is the program where we read your letters that you write us and let us know what programs you listened to in the past week. Which ones you liked, which ones you didn't, and what you think about them and the listening condition. But before we get to them, though, uh, we're going to update our status here a bit. Now, one among us is quite sportive, I have to say. <laughs> So that would be Stash. I, I mean, I'm not even that sporty. <laughs> Actually, I live with people who are, are far more sporty than me, and they just occasionally drag me on their on <laughs> so their trips. So you got dragged. I, I to got a dragged. I got dragged. I wasn't actually dragged on my bike. That would be that would be something else. <laughs> I was I was cycled my bike. I didn't. I wasn't dragged around on it. But no, I um, 
I went to Tunanto County, which is the sort of central county. Is it the only landlocked county? I think it is. I guess, but then like Jai is kind of like its own little sort of they place thing as well. Those okay, fine. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's not a, a special city. municipality. We're talking county. Oh, okay, we're going to get admi- administrative <laughs> here, but uh, but no, it's so it's a kind of a central county. It's got a lot of the. It's got the highest mountain. Uh, I think. Yishan is in Nanto County, I believe. Partially, at least. Anyway, it's, it's, it's that. It's <laughs> yeah. thereabouts. It's in the mm-hmm. middle. Um, yeah, and I went there with a couple of my friends. We actually had intended to uh, cycle up to the the trailhead of Yishan of Jade Mountain. Oh, um, not to the top, but I mean, to, not all the way to the top. To the trailhead, okay, right. which, is, which is still is two thousand six hundred meters in the air. So, ah. what is that? It's probably about eight thousand feet or something like that. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a long way, uh, but we um, we decided actually um, that we weren't going to make it all the <laughs> way up. So instead, we had a very relaxing time, mm. and uh, we found a campsite that had a hot spring attached to it. Oh, uh, nice. It was great An ensuite hot spring. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, we were out there in hammocks, so it wasn't that glamorous. But yeah, it was really really fun, really really beautiful. Um, you bike from Taipei? So, so, no, it's not all, no, that would have been something. No, we. I, uh, I, I know. I was just <laughs> we got a very early high speed rail uh, down to to uh, oh to Zhanghua uh, actually, okay. so just below kind of Taichung and the kind of the central east uh, central west coast of Taiwan, and and then cycled from there into this sort of valley. Okay. Um, so how many hours are we talking about? Um. Well, you know. Uh, I think the first day we cycled, we kind of set off cycling around, I don't know, 8.30 and then finished around sort of maybe 2.30 or 3. Um, and then, yeah, and then spent the rest of the day chatting to our um, our host, uh, who's a, a Bunun man and in, uh, from the indigenous uh, Taiwanese people. Um, and we chatted to him about a very, a very interesting conversation with him, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, he was talking about how his uh, he he described his Bunun language uh, fluency as about ninety five percent, but then oh. his daughters as twenty percent. So uh, he's just describing yeah. how the you know, mm. decline of uh-huh. uh, the language in in uh, in in the, that area, which was and, very and, sad to hear. And how old is he? He was probably uh, I would guess in his late forties, uh, early fifties. Okay. Uh, he had a daughter who was just about who was in kind of high school. So um, oh, yeah. That's- uh, yeah, so yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really, really, really nice, and, and we we hung out there. I mean, this is really kind of you know the middle of nowhere. It was really <laughs> out, 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 out and about. Um, and yeah, it was quite. I'm I actually have been eating uh, vegan. I've been having no meat, dairy, oh. eggs, uh, or anything, and it's quite difficult when you leave <laughs> Taipei <laughs> to find mm. things like that. But, mm. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So you stayed at his house or something yeah he has a kind of like a uh is a, a, a homestay kind of type thing or you know it's is it yeah. b&b no yeah it's a kind of like it a b&b is, yeah. Is oh, yeah. Okay. um so yeah then that and that was that was very kind of pleasant did the job and then we set off early the next morning and uh yeah we actually had a uh, some setbacks with our cycling i my chain broke Ooh. at one point oh, that's not fun. which which is can be quite serious actually because there's not very many ways to fix a chain I know. Um, once it's broken or at least you need very you special kind of tools you can bring a spare chain. yeah i mean you could if you had the foresight to know that you know your chain might break but uh and just get extra weight otherwise but thankfully it, it, it broke in a place that where it had clearly broken before uh-huh. because there was like a, a very special kind of link in the chain that you could actually reattach. Oh, okay. Um, but okay. yeah, and my friend also had a nightmare with his bike because he uh, he suffered like about three punctures. Oh. Yeah, 
Wow. They were all related to each other, but like, uh, but still, it was a that was a bit tough. What do you do with punctures? Ah, uh, well, you either you put in a new inner tube or you patch them up. Um, patch up. Okay. But we were running out of inner tubes by the end, so yeah, we had to, <laughs> we had to start patching them up. Your your bike was the only one that I remember you saying you rented your bike, whereas the other yeah, two that's right. friends had. That's right. So their I, own. I don't have a big a big bike of my own, um, but my friends who 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 really enjoy cycling. Uh, well, I mean, I really enjoy cycling as well, but I just don't have the money to to buy a bike like that yet, mm. um, or the inclination to cycle it as often as they do. So uh, so I was renting it, um, but it was yeah, it was a very. I mean, otherwise I was. Yeah, very happy with the the rental and stuff. And it's it's oh, pretty wow. cheap. Were First, they upset about the chain? Um, I mean, the 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 the, the, um, the rental shop, bless them, were very concerned. They were watching our Instagram stories because oh, okay. we were kind of. I was I was sort of updating them on what was going on, and they were oh, like, "Oh okay. no, we, we fixed <laughs> these bikes, and, and now they're all kind of breaking." But uh-huh. I don't think it was. I don't think it was their fault. I don't blame them. Uh, <laughs> I think it was just some freak. Some freak accidents. Um, but no, it was very, very pleasant. So hopefully, I think we're going to go back and try and do what we originally planned to do, uh-huh. which is get up to the, to the, to the base of the Yushan. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, wow. It's going to be a big day. You can do it all the way from Jai City, actually, in one day. That's a long way. Yeah. That is a long way. Yeah. I mean, the, that's a long way in a car. I mean, it's not so much the horizontal distance. That, like, honestly, like having cycled, obviously, around the island, going down the West Coast, you can. You can cover like more than a hundred kilometers a day in the very flat bits. You know, you can cover like hundred. I did like one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty kilometers in one day, and that's honestly fine. It's not that tiring if you're just going on flat ground and there's no wind. Obviously, um, it's when you're going up and down that that's that's when you really a lot get of switchbacks tired. Switchbacks. Yeah, exactly. When you're just, when you're just ascending, going up hills is a lot Ooh. harder than going on flat yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really need to be said, but uh-huh. um, but yeah, so gonna go back and do some more adventuring Mm. wow adventuring yeah okay when's that uh yet to be decided yet to be decided (laughs) tbd yeah tbd yeah well avoid the summer yeah this is the thing i mean when we were there it was hot enough i mean it was it was like kind of low 30s um celsius yeah central taiwan right yeah yeah, so So, i mean it was warmer yeah it was it was hot already so i i I, you know i don't even want to think about what it'd be like when it gets to the real summer mm-hmm. um so yeah maybe have to wait a bit for that one or, yeah. or wait for a, some kind of cold weather i don't really know but then it could I think be we're a, done for that we probably are done so with far cold weather. until the autumn oh don't say that <laughs> i've already started putting air, the air conditioning <laughs> on i don't know if you've done that yet uh, we I've have been resisting my oh, really? husband i mean he, resisting. yeah he i bought a new fan it. for my <laughs> rabbit a fan for the rabbit a special fan <laughs> a special fan you, yeah you put you're saying you put you've you've put yours on yeah my husband he can't stand the heat he's already really really hot so yeah he has to turn it on so anyway at least it's not turning off for you know sleeping at night which is good oh really but anyway but that's the only time i I do oh 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 really yeah i can't sleep when it's too hot that's 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 i mean in the in the day you know whatever i'll get over it but at night didn't you say you guys went to a hot spring where you were yeah, underway? So, our, our, so you, did you guys have a good soak then? Yeah, we had a good soak. Oh, it was wow. a perfect kind of post-cycle <laughs> thing. I mean, actually, that day we were, because of the multiple sort of breakdowns and stuff, we didn't cycle very far. <laughs> we only went about 15 kilometers, which is really, I mean, you can do it in an hour, but it, it took us quite a long time. Um, 
because we were taking nice our time to have about a it. soak afterwards. Yeah, exactly. So we, we didn't really deserve the soak, but we we had it anyway, and we and it we was enjoy, there. We enjoyed it, it exactly. There. Yeah, that and was we're perfect. grateful with our you know hot springs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. Um. Good luck with your next time. Thank you. Whenever that may be. Fine, whenever I that, know. I'll, I'll let be. you know where the next adventure so, is. Sounds like it's going to be a piece of cake for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get through right. it. Okay. Well, let's get to the letters. Sure. As always, we just love so much to hear from you. Just what programs you listen to. Um. Do write us always. Our address is PO Box One Two Three Dash One Nine Nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is RTI at RTI And don't forget to visit our Facebook page and our YouTube channel and leave us a comment. All right. Uh, the first letter I have is coming to us from Akira Takei of Hokkaido, Japan. Um, he listened on March 28th. It was at 15320 kHz. Simple rating was 45444. That's pretty good. Um, so he heard uh, our broadcast about uh, newsmakers, uh, about the Mingzi. Oh, yes. He's the um, human rights activist. Uh, from Taiwan, uh, who's now incarcerated in China somewhere. For several years now. For se- that's mm. right, for several years already. Uh, okay. And then uh, Taiwan's um, Brain Games, uh, Name That Island, that was that episode. And then Curious John on Taiwan's Indigenous Music. And uh, let's see here. Under comments, it says, I was very happy to hear your broadcast. I'm very interested in Taiwan's indigenous music. That music is just simple, but has a deep tone. I hope this report be of some value for you in knowing the reception. If you find this report correct to your station log, I would like to have a card of verification with no problem. So thank you so very much for the details. That was, again, Akira Takei of Hokkaido. We have a letter here from Brian Newell writing to us from Logansport, Indiana in the U.S. It says, Dear RTI, at this writing, there is much sadness in Myanmar. Yeah. I was there last year and it was so peaceful. Like mm. I never felt any sort of any inkling of what's going on there now. Wow. Uh, and there was one shot where I knew exactly where it was taken. I was like, I've I've been there. Wow. That's a yeah. kind of strange to see it now. I, I had a moment like that when the when there was that explosion in, in Beirut where mm. I saw a picture of a building and I was like, like, I I walked past that. Mm. You know, I remember I took a picture of it. I have a picture oh of it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It says, Please do remember those in dire need and please do take care in Taiwan. And this is a stack of reports dated March thirty first, mostly about our recent here in Taiwan episodes. For instance, there was the March 29th edition when uh, all three of us, actually as it turns mm. out, mm. talked about the tunnels under the Grand Hotel tell uh and uh of course the boat that was stuck yes <laughs> in the suez <laughs> canal um jukebox republic he talked about scam calls another episode where leslie andrew and i talked about the ship again <laughs> that um ship. that was a, a very big feature it in recent was news literally um, also a hashtag taiwan about taiwan's longest names Status update, where we were all in the same room again, talking about a spelling bee musical wow. that Stash was recently in. <laughs> and here in Taiwan, where Natalie, Shirley, and Paula notified us that the ship was floating. Oh, so great. there's a through theme. Wow, I like, I like it. Finally, just the classics. You talked about Emily Guan, who I've played her music in my show before as well, a famous oh. haka jazz singer. Yeah. So, uh, and I she has a very her. low voice. I know, I love her <laughs> haka in jazz. Yeah. That comes to us once again from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana in the US. I have a letter here from Roger Tidy from London, UK, my hometown. Uh, he says, hello again. Spring has finally come here in the UK, or at least a part of it. In London and much of the country, we are now experiencing temperatures that would be more appropriate for June rather than March, but the weather forecasters say that the current warm spell is not going to last for more than a few days. Sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's often the case with the UK and, and nice weather. <laughs> My present report... Uh 
is for your broadcast of 30th of March. The programs heard were Here in Taiwan, Hashtag Taiwan, and Status Update. I say status. They say status. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, he says, Here in Taiwan, kicked off with a story that's been making international headlines this week. He's referring to the Taiwanese-operated freighter that at the time of broadcast was stuck in the Suez Canal. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That was followed by a story about Eva Air flying would-be Taiwanese tourists over some of the favorite tourist sites in Japan, which they are not able to visit in the conventional way because of COVID-19. Yeah, I mean... You could see it from... I mean, I don't know how the weather was that day. Yeah, I mean, you imagine it if it was cloud, cloud. cloud. <laughs> imagine if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just picture it. You're in a, you're in a plane. Below you... Somewhere. You paid all this money to be, and you can picture it on a plane. Uh, there was also an item about a miserly employer who'd been exploiting an immigrant worker and has now been made to pay him compensation. The three presenters, Andrew, Leslie, and John, all sounded like they were enjoying hosting the show, and the presentation of the program was first class. So well, got, well done, guys. Right. Top, top marks. Next up was Hashtag Taiwan, which this time spotlighted a crazy story about a restaurant that's been offering free dining to any customer who has the name Salmon. Um, yeah, and he's, he said he's in the past criticized the feature as an audio-only item because it's quite visual oftenly, often, but, uh, but he says he thought that Leslie did a good job uh, of doing it for radio uh, listeners. They had so many people who did change their name to Salmon that yeah. it was shocking. It's, yeah, it was it like is insane. The most interesting thing that I found, though, was that there were a few people who already had a, one of the characters and the word for salmon in their name already. The, the actual word, for, not even just like a homophone, just the one of the no, actual. There's, there's actual characters. Oh, wow. That's, really? that's some, bizarre. Maybe that, they, that they, live, bizarre. they live by the rivers of the sea. I don't uh, know. <laughs> uh, and then finally, he gives us good marks. He gives me personally good marks for uh, my, my role in, in status update. He says, it's the second time that Stash has appeared on the program and on both occasions, he has fitted in well. Uh, it's so more fun this way. Thank yes. you very much. Uh, that's coming again to us uh, from London, the UK, uh, from Roger Tidy. All right. Okay, now we move to New Delhi, India. This is coming to us from uh, Jayanta Chakrabarti. Uh, he listened in on March 18. We only just got the report today um, at one uh, 9405 kilohertz. Okay. It says reception quality was four across the board. Um, some details of the program. The news headline concerning the U.S.-China meeting was informative. Taiwan's foreign ministry thanked the U.S. for bringing the issue of Taiwan during the meeting. The U.S. is reported to have promised to give Taiwan updated information on the meeting. This assumes important in view of China's recent belligerent actions that have brought instability to the region and worried democratic nations across the world. U.S. Congress members have urged the U.S. team at the meeting to take a hardline approach on Taiwan, which is a correct move. On March 20th, uh, Andrew Ryan presented a five-minute innovative show on Ear to the Ground, this time on men-made tweets. There was an array of melodious bird chirpings, one from a porcelain toy he oh, bought at the Taipei Flower Market. a very different kind of tweet. Different kind of tweet, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Man-made man tweets. Man-made. You about the bots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bots now. Right. And the other from a doorbell were interesting. I agree when Andrew stated that the artificial tweets were nostalgic. It was a well-composed program. Wishing all at RTI good health and happiness. Please stay safe and sound. With warm regards, Jayanta Chakrabarti of uh, New Delhi, India. Thank you. We have a letter here from Miki Okohara, who's writing to us from Osaka, Japan. This letter is dated March 17th, and it says, I had the pleasure of listening to your English-language broadcast. I can understand English a little bit. The following outline con uh, contains what I was able to enjoy listening. Uh, this was a March 16th broadcast on 15320 kilohertz. The SINPO rating was quite variable. Some fives in there, but mostly fours, threes, and even uh, the odd two. So, uh... Mm. 
all over the board. It changed throughout the it looks like hour it's getting worse then. Yeah. Um, under the news, the Taiwanese companies in Myanmar are taking measures to protect uh, from a coup of the military regime. A Taiwan Railway Labor Union will refuse to work during the public holiday, and the U.S. approves an export permit for submarine equipment to Taiwan. That was followed by here in Taiwan. We talked about Tiger Airlines uh, and the effects of flight along with in Taiwan. Uh, also, status update, we talked about the fun of traveling in Taiwan by train, bus, and car, and how the coastline is similar to New Zealand. Did we talk about that? That may have been a different oh, program. Yeah, yeah um, right. Uh, and there were some children's songs as well, uh, followed by a male singer singing How Much I Love Taiwan. By that point, conditions had become noisy. Uh, so that comes to us once again from Mikio Kohara of Osaka, Japan. Well, thank you so much for all your letters. Uh, we definitely want to hear from you again. So do write us and let us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them and how the reception was. So if you're someone who likes to write using paper and pen, the address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. If you prefer email, you can reach us at rti at rti.org.tw or leave us a comment on Facebook and YouTube. All right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Stash Butler. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs>